Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we've been, uh, we've been speaking from the topic of this faith and contrasting it is the difference between that faith and this faith. Uh, every time we talk about faith, we talk about our four pillars of faith. And of course, uh, that starts with Romans 12, 3. It says, God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So that's that faith. Everybody has that faith. God has dealt to man, every, every man a measure of faith. But just having a measure of faith in us is not enough. Just knowing about faith, uh, you know, uh, doesn't really help us. We, we, we need that faith, not just in us, but we need it resurrected. So the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes up or resurrects by hearing or understanding or, or really properly getting an illumination of the word. And that brings that faith to the surface. That's Romans 10, 17. Then, but we don't just want the faith to rise up to the surface. We need it activated, right? We need it activated. So it's activated because faith what? Worketh by love. love. So love, escalations 5, 6. So love activates or ignites or gets that faith going. Now, now again, some of us have done a good job of getting the faith going, getting it activated, right? Um, in these moments, you know, you know, so, you know, there's moments we go through and we need faith and we, some of us have pulled in some faith or resurrected some faith in the moment for a breakthrough, but we don't want to just faith moments, right? Uh, we want to faith life. So the Bible says the just shall by faith, right? The just shall live by faith. And that's Romans 117, right? Uh, let's look at Romans 117 real quick again, just so. Uh, we're processing through this right, right? So again, we have a measure of faith in us, uh, but we don't just want it dormant. We want it to resurrect, and faith comes by hearing the word. And once it resurrects, we want to activate it. Faith worketh by love, right? And then once it's activated, we want a faith life, not just faith moments. So when pressure places a demand on us, we want to respond in faith, Right? Right? right, so Romans 117, it says, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from what? Faith, faith to faith. So that the righteousness of God is revealed from that faith to this faith, right? From faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall what? Live by faith. Now, that's a faith life, not just faith moments. And the interesting thing is we are Christians, and what makes us Christians is we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We believe that, uh, that he died for our sins and God raised him from the dead. But how many people in this room was at Calvary? Huh? No hands. So how many people seen Jesus on the cross at Calvary, like in the actual moment that it happened in the flesh? Nobody, right? So we are attaching our faith to the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. When we do communion, we're attaching our faith to the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. When we, when we tithe, we're attaching our faith to what God says about his covenant of tithe, right? Remove faith. Why are we even talking about ourselves as Christians? This is, no, we're not Christians because we follow religious practices, we're Christians because we live by faith. So you see, we're Christians, you know, uh, I'm from New Jersey originally, 
and I lived in Ohio for 19 years, and of course I live out here. So New Jersey, I guess you're a New Jerseyan because you live in New Jersey. Ohio, you're an Ohioan because you live in Ohio. Charlotte is all, it's kind of weird. Char Charlottean? Charlottean because what? We live in Charlotte, right? I'm a Christian because I live in Christ. I don't visit Christ. I don't just talk about Christ. I don't just acknowledge Christ. I live in Christ. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. It's not I, but it's Christ who lives through me. You see the difference? Do, do you really see the difference? And so that, that's what, so, so, so going from this, this, this measure or this that faith to this faith is what makes the difference in our lives. And, 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 and unfortunately, faith has been so, you can't control it. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't control it because you can't, you can't always see everything right away. You see the circumstances and they seem insurmountable, but if you use the, the, that faith and grow it up into this faith, let it activate by love, you'll see through the circumstances into what you're believing for. But a lot of times we're out here hustling because all we can go by is what we see, right? So, so we're using that faith to go to work every day, to believe that you know, you, uh, you know, I know we got quite a few contractors here, business people, but you believe you do a service, they're going to pay you. So that takes that faith, right? But, but this faith is way beyond just hustling and hoping. It's, it's almost as if you feel like you're cheating because you're not, you don't have to hustle. You, you're dealing with exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think, right? So that's why we got to be able to go from that faith to what? This faith, right? So was th that's what we, we, what we've been talking about. All right. So again, we said that 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 faith is that measure that's within us. Our 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 measure or that faith has to be in an atmosphere where this faith can manifest. So just having a measure of faith is not enough, right? I got to be in an atmosphere that's gonna charge up my faith. That's gonna, you know, I got to be. I got to have exchanges with faith-filled people. Because faith-filled people stir up the gifts in me. Uh, you got Mary and Elizabeth operating on both of these. Both of them are barren and about to birth children, which everybody in society is like, okay, what's the catch here? You done, you done, you done snuck around with somebody. So when the Holy Spirit impregnated Mary, he said, you, probably, you, need, to, you need to go to your faith cousin's house. She already done been impregnated with something on the inside of her, her that's going to be a miracle that's never happened before. So when you have something on the inside of you that hasn't happened before, you got to get around somebody else and you'll find what's inside of you starts to leap because you're around a faith-filled person. When you're around people just talking about worst-case scenarios and circumstances, it, it, it depresses, it, it, it doesn't... It, uh, it, it makes your gifting and everything in you uneasy, not excited, right? So you got you to, gotta, that faith has to be an atmosphere so it can convert into this faith, right? And we talked about how, because uh, this, this, this graphic is obviously Jesus walking on the water to the boat. But the interesting thing is, uh, even, before, even another situation there in the boat, he said, let's go to the other side. So the, so the God spoke Jesus, Jesus God spoke, 
It said, let's go to the other side. They're on the boat, and the storm starts jumping around. The disciples get up and go, Master, Master, don't you care that, that, that we're perishing? He was like, he woke up, he said, where is your faith? Another version says, how is it that you have no faith? I know you have at least enough faith deposited in you when God put you in this earth realm for a storm. Now, we might have to take that faith and build it up for you to, to do the impossible, but calming a storm ain't that big of a deal. That, that's basically what Jesus was like. He wasn't like, hey, I understand. This is a tough one. Remember with the demon that they couldn't cast out? He said, listen, this was a little different. This comes out by praying fasting. Those other little demons that you, kind of, you guys was casting out, those was like the, the corporals. You know, they wasn't like the hierarchy. You know, those are like the demons in the hood. You know, because in the hood, people are leaping into sin, right? Like you don't really need like the general to show up in the hood because people get just jumping into sin. <laughs> you know, right? But, but, but the people that are trying to live righteous, you need another level of demonic deception. You, need, you, you almost need the, the devil himself that's disguised as an angel of light for them. So he says, oh, no, though, this level comes out by prayer and fasting. See, so I, I, I build my faith up when I pray and fast because I pump my flesh that's trying to eat away at my faith. Right? See, see, so a lot of times, the more we do, you know, we go through stuff and we have a drink. Oh, that's going to eat, that's going to break down your faith. That's going to eat away at your faith. It's going to weaken your faith. I'm going to get something to smoke. I'm going to get caught up in the lust. That's going to weaken my faith. Now all I'm going to see is the circumstance because I can't see beyond them because I've clouded myself by exposing myself to things that doesn't strengthen me but weakens me. That's like Superman around kryptonite. Right? He wasn't as super, right? He couldn't see with x-ray vision, right? Because he was weakened. We're weakening ourselves when we do these things. And we, can't, we don't want to do that, right? Because we're not trying to just be stuck in that faith. We want to cross over to this faith, right? Does that make sense? And so, so we talked about how that a lot of times that faith has to be tried or tested to go cross over into this faith. And, you know, uh, first, let's go to First Peter 1 real quick, just trying to, since everybody hasn't been here for every week, just trying to make sure we're all on the same page when we cross over into exactly what God wants to talk about today. So First Peter 1.17, or 1.7, I'm sorry, First Peter 1.7. It's amazing how the Bible just processes things and it kind of gives you the, the, uh, the, the, the answers and solutions if we just look harder. Um, so we're going to focus on 1-7. Uh, but let's, uh, let's start at verse 3, just so we not taking this too much out of context, Okay. It says, uh, blessed be God, the Father, blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So, it's, okay, so mankind was in fellowship through Adam. They sinned, got out of fellowship, but God, thank God he's begotten us again. He's brought us back in through Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, Right? Does that make sense? It says, to an inheritance. So now, 
We're heirs, right? We have an inheritance. So not only did he bring us back, but he brought us back to an inheritance that's incorruptible that, and undefiled, that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. That's why the Bible says you have all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. That's why the Bible says that uh, you should pray for it to be on earth as it is in heaven, right? Now, all this takes faith. See, because everything that we gain without the kingdom fadeth away is what it's saying. It's, it can be corrupted. It can be defiled. But what Christ has for us can't be corrupted. It can't be defiled. So you, it just keeps building in abundance. What man is offering us to compromise can easily be snatched away. It doesn't last. That's why it keeps you thirsty. Remember with the message, can't get no satisfaction, right? But, but the things that God has for us quenches our thirst, doesn't steal our thirst, all right? You got me? All right, it says, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, that's wholeness, ready to be revealed in the last time. It says, wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold or many temptations. So, for, so, so but we look at the temptations as permanent. But the Bible says, that don't look at the things that you see for the temporal. Look at the things that you can't see for the eternal. So we're going to go through many temptations because the adversary is trying to break down our faith. You're, you're, it's, it's not, don't, don't count it strange that you're going through tests and trials. Just don't let the tests and trials pull you out of the presence of God. Like, keep on moving. Your faith is being tested because God's trying to bring you from that faith to this faith. You're not just going to walk in this. Do you understand the greatness that you're growing to? As much as you've done, there's so much more for you, exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. It's going to take some faith for that stuff not to be stole. See, because when you get to those levels, people are going to follow you. They're going to follow you to Christ. The platform is for people to follow you to Christ, not for you to shine, for him to shine. He needs you at that level. He don't need you behind the scenes. He needs you exceedingly. He needs you brilliant, right? And so when you get to that level, you attract a lot of attention. The adversary is going to try to attack you. He said, he said, Peter, he says, Satan's trying to sift you as wheat. He says, but I'm praying that your faith fails not. He didn't say, I'm praying that your wheat fails not. He said he's trying to try to break down your faith. He says, when you're converted, go strengthen your brothers. Peter believed in Christ. He was following him. So he ain't talking about following Christ. He's talking about enduring every level of temptation that's going to try to pull you out of the presence of God. He was talking to Peter, a disciple. And he knew ahead of time, oh, no, I'm going to tell you right now, Satan's trying to break down your faith before it crosses over to this faith. You got that faith and you're at least hanging around me. You got zeal and you're excited about me, right? But I need you living for me regardless of the circumstances. How am I, how do I measure that? I measure that how you handle the test. Not be, I don't measure it by what you say. I measure how you handle what you're going through. 
That's my measure to determine if I can take you to that level. Can you hold on to your faith, exchange it in the midst of a storm for, and now, because the Bible says if you're faithful in the least, full of faith in the least. These, the trials you're going through now is nothing. As, as excruciating as they may seem, it's nothing compared to what you're going to go through. And which, see, see, you believe, you see stuff. That faith has you seeing stuff. You're, you're right on to what you see. It's not about what you see, and it's not about if you can do it. Can you handle it? That's the thing. It is not about if you can do it. That's been the challenge. We keep jumping around doing stuff because we go, I know I can do this, I can do that. Yes, you can. But are you passing the test to handle? It takes a lot more faith for where you're going than where you're at. And if we keep, just keep jumping around, jumping around, taking a path of least resistance, how are we ever going to be where God wants us to be? You understand what I'm saying? That's what it's all about. So you're going through, it says manifold temptation. How come it didn't say you're going to go through a temptation? Manifold is many. Many fold. So it's not addition, it's, it's exponential. Do you understand Expo exponents is different than addition? If you have a two and a plus sign and a two, that's four. If you have a two and a plus sign and three, that's six. If you have a two and to the exponent of three, what's that? Thank you. Hope said eight. So she's trying to help y'all out. She's like, don't try to get. But, but see, it's fold, not plus. He said, you're going to go through many fold temptations. Exponential temptations, but you think it's about what you're going through. No, it's about what you're going to. That's what it's about. Listen, what Peter and them went through, when it was all said and done, Peter walked by the man and was like, listen, we ain't got no money. Silver and gold, we ain't got none. But what we have, we'll give to you. Man, get up and walk. Do you think the guy would have said, no, nah, that's cool. I just want a couple of dollars. He said, whoa, I can go get my own money. <laughs> you healed me. See, we think we hooking people up when we give them a little hookup, when we pacify them. No, heal them. Heal them. Amen. You're supposed to be healing everybody in your life. Amen. That takes this faith. Keeping it real, I guarantee you a lot of people around you just like, keep your money, just give me the healing. Give me my mind back. You can have all the money you want. I can get my own. I want to come around you and get my mind back. I've been losing my mind. You got something for that? These pills ain't doing it. I need healing. You got something for my pain? I'm all over the place. You got some peace in that bag. You got some peace in that bag? See, that's faith. That's what this faith do. Right? We can't just stay stuck in that faith. I'm getting all emotional. <laughs> you know, all hype. Right? All right, so, so, so we talked about how faith, and we always talk about this at this church, faith is an enduring belief. 
That's why you have to live by faith. It's an enduring belief. So it's not just faith in the moment. Of course, it's a faith life. But the, the, the Bible said, oh, let's... Uh, 1 Corinthians 4. All right, we're going to go to 1 Corinthians 4, then we're going to go back to 1 Corinthians 13. But let's look at this. This is interesting. And we're going to start here at verse 1. 1 Corinthians 4, verse 1. It says, uh, let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ or servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Like we're stewards of the mysteries of God, right? He's trusting us to make sure when we come around people, they get illuminated to believe he's real, right? He's trusting us. He's trusting us to walk in a level of faith where we show how real God is. And when people come around us, they go, Listen, I don't, I'm not necessarily saying I like you, but I know God is real because I see you. I see what he's doing in your life, right? All right, so then it says this. It says, moreover, that's in addition to, it is required in stewards. So us being a steward is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. So if I'm a good steward of the, the mysteries of God, Whenever you find me, you find me full of faith. Anytime you show up. The Bible says when the son of man comes, shall he find faith on the earth. So that means if I decide I'm going to be in faith in this moment and then go, ah, I don't know if I want to do faith today. Ah, I'm going to do faith. Well, suppose he shows up at one of those times you're not in faith. You won't see him and you won't, have the, you won't have what it takes to make the exchange. We talked about the woman with the issue for 12 years. And so she's in the town. She spent, she used that faith to spend all that she had on, on physicians. So in other words, she was believing if I spend this money, I'm going to get healed. So, so it's a level of faith she's using, right? Right? And she had... Many physicians and wasted all of her finances. And still, for 12 years, she still was not healed. Jesus comes into town. She misses him. He comes into town because he says, I came to destroy the works of the devil. So he's on his way. He said, let's go. He's on his way, but he sees all these people sick and infirmed. The Bible says he had compassion. And started healing everybody walking. Amen. Just like, 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 you know how if we're in a situation, we have a fellowship. I remember back in the day we was at the apartment. Uh, we was doing Bible study. And if it got late, Pastor Mel would be like, like, people need to eat. Like, she can't see. Well, they've been here a long time. We need to eat. And, and she probably give away everything in our house. You're, right? There's compassion. No matter what's going on in her life, she's going to stop. And have compassion. That's, that's kind of how we roll. Well, this is Jesus. He had a focus to destroy the works of the devil. That's major. Mm-hmm. I can change all this stuff that was done if I take the devil out. But on my way, I can't skip over these people. Mm-hmm. So he had compassion, start healing folk. But then he looked. He was like, we're we, we going to be here for quite some time. And we just keep doing one person at a time. 
you know, or this pocket and this pocket. Man, let's go to the root. That, that's his, really his, his conversation with disciples. He said, let's go to the root. He says, let's go to the other side. Now, the woman missed him. She was in that town. She missed him. He goes to the other side, and that's when they ran into the hierarchy, the person that had 2,000 demons, uh, uh, Gardenians or whatever, whatever the town was. He went to the core, took care of that demon, those demons, now he take care of the hierarchy, and he tells the disciples, let us go back to the other side. I want to see how this took. He comes back. Remember, he had healed everybody. It said people were thronging at his clothes and got healed. Well, you guarantee that woman was like, What's, you couldn't walk last week. Oh, man, this guy, Jesus came in town, man. I got healed, man. Oh, 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 remember Jimmy? Jimmy with the limp. You remember Jimmy with the limp? Yeah, Jimmy ain't got no limp no more. Man, Jimmy probably the fastest person in the neighborhood now. You talking about Jimmy, Jimmy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jimmy, Jimmy, all Jimmy did was grab his clothes. That's all he did, man. Oh, listen, listen. Hey, hey, you remember Wilhelmina? You remember Wilhelmina? Wilhelmina, the, the real thick, thick glasses. You remember her, right? She don't even wear those glasses no more. You talking about Wilhelmina can't see nothing? She see everything now. I should just walk around town laughing at people for some reason. Like, you're like, you know, I guess she thought everybody looked a certain way. Now she realized how they really look. She just, she's just laughing all the time. So she says, man, if you ever come back here, I'm going to get my healing. See, because she still had that faith. And she had to hold on to that faith. And she had to keep that faith even though she thought she missed the window. Oh, you didn't hear it. They, 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 I don't know if they caught that one. I don't know if they caught that. Thought she missed the window. Some of us thinking we're missing windows. <laughs> but it's coming back around. It's coming back around. It's closer than you think. But will we have faith to make the exchange? When he came back in town, her faith was so charged up. She says, man, if I could just touch him, I'm going to be healed. And the interesting thing is you think everybody was healed because they touched him. But he said, who touched me? Disciples said, are you crazy? Everybody touching you. He said, no, 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 no. Some people are touching me with that faith. They ain't getting nothing. There's somebody that touched me with this faith. And I felt the power shoot all out of me. And she was like, eh, it's kind of with me. He said, woman, your faith has made you whole, not just healed, whole. See, that faith, you may get a little bit of temporary healing, and then it's going to keep coming back. You may get a little temporary peace, but it's going to keep coming back. Right? You may have a temporary moment where it looks like you're handling business, but it's going to keep coming back. It's going to be like a roller coaster ride. But with this faith, you hold. It ain't coming back because it's gone. It ain't never coming back in, when you're operating in this faith. You don't have to even look for it. You know, I remember I did teach them about healing, and I said, you know how you get healed? Because I, uh, I had really damaged my knee. And I said, let me see if this stuff works. This is, I'm, I'm a fresh out of the pack Christian. So where I was raised in Newark, 
Okay, I believe it when I see it. So I'm doing Thomas on this one. So Mark, Mark chapter 11, verse 22 says, have faith in God. It says, if you believe and shall not doubt in your heart, you can have whatsoever you say. I said, let me see if this works. So I'm going to pray over my knee. I ain't going to the doctor. And let me see what happened. I got healed and never, got, never had to do surgery. So I was like, oh, this worked. But the interesting thing, when I first got healed, I was like, now, now I know that pain is here somewhere. I'm looking for it. Why are you looking for something if you believe? Amen. Right? So it's showing where we are in terms of our faith, okay? All right? I don't know how. I guess the Holy Spirit wanted to do this a little different today. All right? All right, so we talked about uh, uh, being faithful. So, so like, our, this is the thing. Our faith or this faith, it's uh, that, 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 uh, that measure that, well, well first of all, that, that faith is that measure it's that, piece of, it's that piece of purpose that God puts in us, right? So, so in other words, he puts a measure of faith in us so we can, we, we can get kind of touched or, or chills go through us when we start to, to get around the rest of the pieces of the puzzle, right? Because we are, God set the members in the body as it pleases him, 1 Corinthians 12, 18, right? So, so anytime we get around, Stephanie, like, 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 gifted, faith-filled people. Anytime a man of God speaks right into your spirit, whatever you was thinking about before changes, right? Right, because there's something like, okay, because see, God put a piece of that in you so you can recognize. It's, it's guiding us whether we realize it or not. You know, we, we be, when we're young, we go, something told me. I don't know for like when I'm when I came to visit Ohio, uh, like I wasn't trying to go to Ohio. Like nobody grows up in North Go. When I get older, man, I just I think I want to spend the rest of my life in Columbus, Ohio. Be honest, I was so naive. I used to like the Cincinnati Reds because I played shortstop in high school, and I liked the, the the shortstop Dave Concepcion. I didn't know Cincinnati was in Ohio. I watched the Cleveland Cavaliers for years and didn't know Cleveland was in Ohio. That's how naive I was about Ohio. Came to visit Ohio, just sitting around the city, I was like, I told my sister, I said, I, son, I don't know, seemed like I'm supposed to be here. See, but what was happening is there was something in me being stirred up. The interesting thing is um, I was going, uh, the church I went to, so me and my wife, we met at church, I know that, right? But what happened is the church that my sister was going to, by the time I came back to live, the church was going through a split. So, so, so imagine a new Christian, first church I ever joined in my life, I come into service, and the pastor's talking, and uh, it's a lawyer, she was on the board or something. She walks in, don't listen to him. So imagine somebody just walking through the door right now, don't listen to him. I was like, what in the world? How you going to be talking to the pastor talking? You know, like, it, it was just weird. Like, you know, I ain't really know nothing about church, but I was like, okay, what's happening here? And then my sister was telling me where they split because the, the guy wants to build a new building, and they put a time capsule in the old building. And so the old folk was protecting the building. The new folk wanted to build the building. So they were taking a vote. I was like, are we serious right now? What have I got myself into? <laughs> this is what churches do? <laughs> Right? She said, yeah. <laughs> right? Right? So, 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 but 
throughout that week, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm growing in the Lord. And the choir was singing one day. I'm in the balcony, not paying anything, no mind. And I saw this big light over the person that was singing. I couldn't really see their face, but it was a huge light. And I, I just stopped everything I was doing. I was like, because I'm single, right? So, so I was like, okay, what's happening here, Lord? But then I just kind of blew it off, right? Church splits, young people go to start another church. I'm still at the church because I'm thinking I'm supposed to roll wherever my sister's at. You know, they were trying to, you know, you know, evangelize or save the church because they had, uh, had a lot of experience. And so I hung out for as long as I could, but I was like, sis, I got to learn some stuff. And y'all probably can help the church, but I need to, I need the basics. And, and I heard this, this uh, particular church that was um, uh, giving me the basics. So I start going to the church. I don't know why we're talking about this, but we're supposed to. I start going to the church, but they finished church early because they, they, you know, some of the older churches would be like five hours. So this church was, you know. And so I go to drop off a car at this other, the, the church with all the young people. And so I'm sitting outside. And I was like, why am I sitting outside? You know, I can get a sermon too. I get two sermons today because I'm, I'm thirsting for the word. I, I just, I just love getting the word. So I, saw, so I showed up. I said, but you know, I felt kind of uncomfortable because I'm late. So I said, I'll just sit out in the lobby, and listen to the sermon. Then they do an altar call. I was like, well, I'm here. Let me join the altar call. You know, you know, let me, so I can intercede and pray. Well, after that, this is people for salvation. Then he did an altar call. I was like, well, hey, might as well get some prayer while I'm here too. So I go pray. And that's when I grabbed, you know, I'm standing like this kind of. I'm just kind of standing like this because it was, it was an auditorium. So the people were piled all the way up here. So I'm standing like this. I put my head down and a shot went through my arm. So I looked up. I saw the back of a young lady's head. And so I'm waiting for him to hurry up and finish the prayer because I'm single. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just being real, you know. So I was like, okay. All right, amen. Just get to the amen part so I can see who this is. And so when he finished... You know, the, the person, she, she turned around, looked. I said, oh, she looked good, too. Right? So I was like, so, so I said hi. Then I go sit down. She goes sit over here. I said, okay, what's going on here? I know all these people. Where did she come from? Would she just drop her out of the ceiling? I said, who is that, Lord? He said, that's your wife. Now, think about this. I come to a city I don't want to be in. Join a church. That's splitting. So that's enough to say, we done with church. These people crazy. I already didn't believe these church folk anyway. So, you know, I just thought, you know, people try to take your money. So, so, so now the church splits. So, I'm, okay, so long story short, obviously, I'm with this lovely lady. Yeah, well, well, I'm about to get to that. See, don't be trying to add to my story. See, you had the mic earlier. I got it now. So, yeah. So the church, the church, so, so, so I meet her. We can another day get into all the, the other details. So, so when I meet her, we get to talking. And as we're talking, like, the reality is she was at the first church and when it split. And so she says, you know, when you join the church, she says, it's kind of in and out of focus, but I think I remember the day you came down the aisle to join the church. 
you know, because I told her what I had on. And then, then, then I said, well, I don't know how come I never ran into you. She says, well, I sang in the choir. I said, did you sing the lead on such and such song? She says, yes, I did. I said, I think I saw you. <laughs> Remember the glow? Like I said, I think, but I said, you know, but the interesting thing, you know, I'm, I, listen, I, I'm an action movie guy, but I do like, uh, uh, man. Lifetime. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> I don't care what he say. I, I like romantic movies, right? So, and there's a lot more guys like romantic movies too, but they just, you know, they, they, they trying to hold on to the man card. <laughs> I don't really care about all that. So I like serendipity, you got mail, stuff like that. I like stuff like that, right? Well, the reason why I like it is it reminds me of us. We're at the same place, so it's almost like, like let's say she's behind me, and when I turn, she turns this way, and then when I turn, she turns, and we're in the same place. You know, that's what all serendipity is about. You know, it's kind of like you, the person leaves, and then the other person shows up. You know, the person's across the street, they see them, and then they look, and they say, wait a minute, and then they look back, and they're gone. You know, like stuff like that. But that's kind of what the situation was. But do you understand there's something that was in both of us, regardless of the situations, the church splits, the church moving to different churches, uh, us not even running into each other while we're at the same church, regardless of all that, guess what? We got together, engaged her in five months, married her in 10 months, and we've been married. August 21st would be 30 years. Now, 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 I, I, I said that because... I couldn't orchestrate that as I, I tried. It, it, it would have been impossible because I, had, I was trained a certain way in Newark, New Jersey. And the way I was trained, I wouldn't even have noticed my wife. See, I wouldn't have noticed the, the, the jewel because I would, have, I would have think I had to conform to the expectations of how I was trained. Well, it has nothing to do with faith. See, it took faith for me to move. It took faith for me to decide that this, I can't be here. As much as I, I'm, fam- I'm familiar with everybody, I got to be planted where I can flourish. Amen. Not, not, I'm, not, I'm not, listen, I'm, you got a high school and you got a college. I had to, it took faith. Do you understand? Because I had to be in an atmosphere that was going to build up my faith. Do, do you, see what, you, you see what I'm talking about right there? Um, so, I mean, that's just one example. Like, but it, oh, hold on, this is good. For me, that was the Super Bowl, meeting Pastor Mel. I, we just ride it out from here, I'm good. I got the person I'm supposed to spend the rest of my life with. Y'all figure out what y'all want to do, I'm good. But it wasn't just about that. We needed faith to get our first house. Back then, I mean, we have perfect credit now. Back then, We'd be lucky if we could charge shoes. <laughs> no, nah, I'm serious. They probably like, oh, I'm sorry, uh, sir. Uh, we we can't give you these shoes. Yeah, you 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 know, you don't qualify. Uh, if you want a pair of socks, you could charge that. That's how bad our situation was. And so so it took faith. We was driving by the house. We believe we receive it in Jesus' name. Right? The people got so, our realtor, I don't know what they told them, got the people mad. The owners. Owners that moved to Florida, they came from Florida, took the for sale by owner sign out of the grass. And we, 
we're not selling this, we're not selling this house. No, we're not selling this house to them. We may sell this house, but we won't sell it to them. Well, the Holy Spirit tells us to go talk to them. They never met us. Long story short, we end up getting the house. That was by faith. Second house, by faith. Right? Everything was by faith. But do you honestly think it was about that? We had to move someplace we've never been before in our life with just me and her and $1,625 to start a church. See, see, so do you understand? We are, that faith had to cross over to this faith. Then we, so just starting a church. Once, we, once the church started, we good, right? You know, okay, we was like, we thought we won the Super Bowl. Maybe that was a championship game. This is the real Super Bowl. We good. But do you understand? We would not be on this 21 acres in these couple buildings if it didn't take faith. We ain't had no, okay. We had $25,000 in the bank. You can't get, uh, uh, well, it was appraised at $700,000 originally, you know, this is worth a million and a half now, but you can't get a $700,000 building with $25,000 in the bank. First of all, they need to know you can pay your bills. When they asked us, okay, you guys going to need $93,000. This was another property. This was for 10 acres. That was the first thing we went to. The guy said, you think you can get it? I was like, yeah, sure. Because I'm saying to myself, if we can't, we'll, remember we was in the, um, the storefront. If we can't, we just renew the lease for the storefront, right? You know, like, yeah, sure, we can get it. <laughs> You know, we, and, and maybe like a couple weeks, we got $16,000. That ain't 93. And then they sold the building to somebody else that wasn't even a church. And they were supposed to be Christians. So what do you do then? Where's your faith now? Is it going to believe through that? Or are you going to like, oh, ain't nobody going to come and help me get the building. That's what we're doing. That ain't fair. We love people. We teach scriptures. That's what we're doing. Because that's how we roll, right? No, 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 no. We don't roll like that because some of us ain't teaching scriptures. We go, I'm positive. I'm not hurting nobody. Was that an option? Like, are you being restrained from hurting people? Some of us even say, I ain't killing nobody. Well, I hope not. <laughs> right, you understand what I'm saying? Then we try to get it. We found another building. It was way, it was 35 minutes away. Everybody's like, oh, we're going to go wherever it's at. Pastor, we're with you guys. You know, good and well, especially on Wednesday nights, people struggle to come here, and it's like 10, 15 minutes away. <laughs> Guarantee you, Wednesdays, 35 minutes it was in King's Mountain, right right on the edge of the last exit of Gastonia. You know, folk be saying on Wednesday nights, be like, I can see the husband and wife, babe, babe. Now, now we're going to drive down there, but by the time the service is over and questions asked, you know, some people get long in their questions. You know, and we ain't going to get home to such and such. Some of y'all do that now. Y'all move to Monroe, so... Imagine you was in Monroe when we was in King's Mountain. We just be hearing y'all chime in on the, on, the, on, the, on the feed. Like they done lost their mind. They think we going from Monroe 
to King's Mountain. Do you understand what I'm saying? Well, they sold that building to somebody else. Then God, this is this why you need faith. God had talked to my wife at the gym down the street, 24-hour fitness, anytime fitness, fitness connection, whatever the fitness is. <laughs> so it's down the street where we used to go. <laughs> down the street, he said, get up and go to this building. They ain't even have a for sale by only sign. But, but, but this church was building another church. So she comes here, runs into the pastor amongst 100 people. She asked the guy, well, who's the pastor? He says, I am the pastor. He, she says, this building for sale? He says, uh, yes, but, uh, but I'm selling it to my close friend. So most people just walk away. Okay, cool. He said, she says, well, can I look at it? She walked in. She says, oh, my God. I'm skipping a lot. I know. Don't, I'm not going to tell everything, okay? Yeah. So she says, she says, Oh, we got to have this building. He says, I'll tell you what, I'm a man of my word. If the guy that I'm going to sell it to don't come up with the finances, I'll sell it to you guys. Right? And then she says, oh, no, no, no. I got to go. I got to call my husband. He's the test. I came up in here. They was talking out there somewhere. I'm in here. I was like, oh, my God. We have been all over North Carolina. Places in North Carolina, some of y'all that live here ain't seen. Like, like we, 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 we. It was like all types of crazy spaces. And then you're like, I don't know if anybody coming here. Or, or, or then you go to a space, you'd be like, late night, I think they're going to be looking over their shoulder. They're probably like, I ain't going up in that neighborhood. So, so we, you know, we went through all that, and then we saw this place. It was five minutes from where we was at. On 21 acres. And then she asked how much the guy was selling it for, and he said almost half price. Like, come on, it's some type of joke, right? Well, we're here. And, and God started breathing on the tithes and offering. That was it. Anybody that's been around at the church, we ain't had no thermometer up. God started breathing. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Right? God started breathing on the finances. He started breathing on the finances because it's God's house, and we got more than what we needed, right? By faith, we ended up getting, uh, uh, building up to like 105000 and so we was able to put the 20% down and move in the building, but it's all by faith. See, but see, it's about, like, we sitting here, uh, uh, it was the other week, we ain't had no air, right? It was kind of hot here. Guess what? You, 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 that cost something. Like, we, I, we didn't pray over the, the, the w- w- Ty, what do they call the fans or whatever? Yeah, we didn't pray over the HVAC and all of a sudden it worked. No, we call Comfort Air. <laughs> yeah. You know, when one went out, was it two years ago? Or one went out, no, we, we didn't, Comfort Air couldn't even do nothing with that without $10,500. You understand what I'm saying? But, but, Remember, we only had at one time $25,000 in the bank. And y'all don't, people at the church didn't know, but probably a month before that, because we always tried to keep $10,000, which wasn't enough when, you, when just your rent is $5,000 a month. Our rent was $5,000 a month at the dance studio. Not dance studio, the shopping center that we just came from. That, that was $5,000 a month, just that. We ain't talking about all the other utilities. 
we had $10,000 a bank. That ain't three months. That ain't of, of bills or nothing. We went down to $2,250. Ask anybody that was at that location. The church never knew it. I, I, I ain't preached no extra tithes and offering sermon. You know, no faith sermon and at the end, you better give. I ain't do nothing like that. <laughs> if you got faith, you give. <laughs> or you need to give something over and above your tithe to show God how much you really love them. <laughs> we didn't close the doors. Now, everybody in here got a $1,000 gift. We didn't do that. Lord, stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. I'm playing too much. My bad. If you did that this week, my bad. <laughs> but what I'm saying, we didn't do none of that and we didn't say nothing because now you're in a pocket where your faith is being tested. Are you going to use your faith? Or are you going to get paranoid and when people start giving, you know, I, all of a sudden I'm preaching up here and I'm like, you know, then, when, it, then when, it, when it's time for people to get it together to count, I run downstairs, you know, when we get today. Never happened. God started breathing. You see what I'm saying? Y'all think I'm just talking about the church. The church is made up of the people. Amen. Do you understand that? Yes. So that means we go through things because we're going to go through things. Yes. And we got to have faith. Do you understand what I'm saying? We got to believe through it. We can't keep, get worn down with fear and hustle. It's killing some of us at young ages. It's causing some of us to be sick. Some of us can't sleep. And, and, and we're, we're getting on our knees and praying. Some of us was driving this week praying. And I'm going to tell you what God's response to your prayer is. How is it that you have no faith? And I can tell you, God said, could you use it just one time? Could you believe me just one time? Start the momentum at least. First sign of test, you go into fear and hustle. If you only let me help you. Matter of fact, that scripture, Isaiah 119 says, if you're willing and obedient, you eat the good of the land. The message says, I think it's the message, it says, if you only let me help you, I'll make you rich. But not rich for your status to impact the kingdom. It, you can't impact the in kingdom without God impacting your life. Like, so, so it's not like, at, remember when, when in Acts chapter 4, when everybody was giving everything they had, it said nobody lacked. It didn't say people sold their houses, gave their stuff. That person was doing well, and it's like, man, I'm hanging in there, man. You know, I made a faith move. Me, Asia, just sold my house, and now I'm struggling. It didn't say that. It said nobody lacked. Because they started moving in faith. Right? Was y'all saying last week, by faith? Was that last week? By faith. <laughs> right? And so, so let's go to uh, Hebrews uh, 11 real quick. Let's, re let's revisit Hebrews 11. All right? It's helping you a little bit. Thank you. Glory to God. 
All right, so this is, you know, this is our foundation of Scripture here, Hebrews 11, 1, right? And why not do that? What was I thinking? All right, it says, uh, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of, of things not seen, right? And uh, uh, the New American Standard, the Bible says, now faith is the assurance of things hope for and the conviction of things not seen. But I like the message. The message says this, the fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. The act of faith is what distinguishes, what distinguish our ancestors, set them above the crowd, right? So, so again, he's talking about that now faith is really this faith. And so it's, it's that now faith in the moment that you need to make the exchange. And again, so that means the faith that you do have, it has to endure some things. And that's why when he told you to activate, he told you to use love. Because love endures long. Guess what? Love never fails. So if I, if, 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 if I walk out this faith life by operating in love, so how I exercise my faith is I use it on behalf of others, not thinking about myself. See, that's the challenge. The challenge is we're hoarding it. See, Jesus heard Lazarus, 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 y'all know what I'm talking about, right? That guy, right? He heard about what happened to him. Go and read what he did. He's he helping other people. He healing folk. That's that virtue that went through him is what he used to raise Lazarus from the dead. So 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 him walking in love increased that level of faith to raise somebody from the dead. You wanna you want that faith to go to this faith? Start getting out of yourself how you feel, what you want. Use it on behalf of others. That's why people that are givers and servers, their faith increases at a whole nother level because they're always using it on behalf of other people. You know, some people are looking for healing. Why don't you use your faith to help somebody else get healed? It's a lot easier for you to use your faith for, on somebody else than yourself because you feel the pain. You going to doubt. You know what? It's a lot easier to help somebody else heal a relationship than for you to heal your own, right? Why don't you just go around and help other people mend their relationships? You know what's going to happen? It's going to increase your faith for your situation. Do you think coming to church and serving is all about some type of chore or task? No. It's to build your faith from that faith to this faith because you're going to need it. You see that? So when we, when we shrink, and that's what's happening in the culture, they, you know, that's what they did with COVID. They isolated people. I just talked to somebody. Um, they're, they're just getting back to church. And when I, when I, for me, getting back to church is, is back in fellowship. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the atmosphere in here from the, this morning until now has been so charged up. You know why? Because of y'all. The expectation. 
You see, 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 you guys pulling on, on faith. That changes the word. That changes the psalmist. That changes the praise team. That changes the entire atmosphere. And the gifts start getting stirred up. But if everybody just came here and says, move me, ain't nothing happening. Because nobody's expecting nothing. See, move me doesn't need faith. I'm expecting something does. You see, you see the difference? You're supposed to always be looking forward to something. That's going to get your faith riled up and, and, and doing something. You're right. You see, we use it all the time, but we've been using it on worst case scenarios and circumstances. It doesn't take faith not to trust people. Just stay away from everybody. So you block out people hurting you, playing you, but you also block out people helping you, blessing you, and stirring up your gifts. I'm not saying that because of y'all. That, I lived my whole life that way. That's the way I was trained in, in, in Newark, in Philly, right? I didn't trust nobody. I don't even know these people, and I'm not trusting them. Why? See, so I'm not using any faith. It takes faith to really, like, for us to be together 30 years, it takes faith. You have two people who don't know each other from two different walks of life, Columbus, Ohio, and North New Jersey, getting together, right? And she's trying to make me a little uh, Melanie, and I'm trying to make her a little Keith, as opposed to finding out what God sent me that I needed. Humbling myself to find out what I needed and her humbling herself to find out what she needed. So now we become a, a team. Now we're placing a demand on everything God already put in the atmosphere to draw us into purpose. From all walks of life, people snatching us up, speaking things into our lives. Actually, that was spoken. You're a t- you'll be a team at what you do. What God has given, uh, uh, what is it? God's going to give her some things that he hasn't given you. But suppose I'm not walking by faith and I don't trust nobody. I'm not going to get what I need. We're making it harder because we're afraid to walk by faith. So we stay in shells. We run from people. So you're running from the very thing that God's placed in his life to stir up the gift that's in you. See, it's it's all going to take faith to to operate this way. Does that make sense? Kind of sobering, but... I'll just give you this, this last, I'm doing good again, right? I'll just give you this last angle of thought. So this faith that we're talking about is the requisite faith injected into the season or position of life we find ourselves. So we need to, to, to go through our test, pass the test, uh, grow that faith from this faith and that faith is what we inject into the proper timing and season where God wants us to have breakthrough. If we don't build our faith up from that dormant, that faith into this faith, seasons pass us by and we don't even recognize it because we don't even have the faith to see it. And so we're sit, we, sometimes we sit depressed because the faith was in us says, you missed a moment You allow them to cause you to be offended. You allow them to cause you to be crushed. It was okay that that, that you were hurt, but you can't be crushed. It's going to cloud you 
from seeing beyond the circumstances and you're going to miss moments. You can't just bask in, well, it's a hopeless situation. We can't afford to do that. We got to exercise faith. You can get through some things as opposed to getting around and running away from things, right? But it's going to take faith. It's going to take faith, right? See, so it's that faith applied to this revelation. That's what this faith is. It's that faith found in its season of usefulness when it's time to make the exchange. See, that's why it's an enduring belief. There's, there's, a, there's a moment where you got to make an exchange. That woman with the issue had to make an exchange. Her wholeness needed her to be operating in this faith. On the water, they had to operate in this faith, right? There's a time, there, there's, there's times coming within the next couple of weeks where you're going to have to have a, a this faith exchange, right? Like I said, you thought the moment passed you by, it's coming back around. Are you going to be wallowing in what has happened, what you've gone through? The Bible says your light affliction is but for a moment in time, but working for you a far more exceeding weight of glory. 2 Corinthians 4, 17, the next verse says, don't look at the things that you see. After he said, your light affliction is but for a moment of time. So don't look at you see, they're temporal. Look at the things that you can't see for they're eternal. He's saying, don't get so locked into what happened that you can't see what's going to happen. Don't keep looking back. The Bible says, he that puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. It says, forget the things that are behind you and press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling that's in Christ Jesus. We keep looking back. We keep trying to fix it. We keep trying to save face from high school. First of all, half of those people you'll never see again. Who cares what they think? But there's some of us living right now still trying to, yeah, I'll show them now. I got a nice truck. Who cares? That's going to bless you. That's going to take you to a whole nother level of blessing that now you got a better truck than the person in high school that their parents had the money to get them a car. Their parents was better than you, not them. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing? Or we're trying to, uh, uh, I'll show them. They, They broke up with me. Yeah, when I get here, now, now, now what? You wish you was with me. No, 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 no. Why are we bothering with all that? Keep on moving to what God has for you. Amen. Amen. It's understandable. Listen, I done got my heart broke. I done got played, betrayed, all types of stuff. But the thing is, God kind of showed me, like, you got to keep moving forward. See how I work it out for good, not how you want to fix it so it really wasn't damaged. Yes, it was. See, we, see, see, again, we don't want to be, be sincere. Sincerity is displaying the cracks. It takes faith to do that. Not hide the cracks. The most expensive things in the world have cracks. These vases and stuff, they pay hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars for it. They got cracks. Some of us get some silly putty and try to, to plug the thing up. But that's what gives it the character. Your cracks, your flaws, your mistakes, your mishaps, my big lip, that's what gives me character. (laughs) You know, like you got to be okay with who we are. 
and we got to be okay with the process we're going through. Joseph wasn't damaged goods, and look at all he went through. Paul wasn't damaged goods, and look at all he went through. He embraced what he went through to get to where he had to go. That's how he, put, he produced this faith. We're spending too much time on the circumstances without looking at things through the lenses of faith. God's trying to get us to something. Some of us don't make moves because we think we're not intelligent because of what somebody said in high school. Are we serious? Like we gotta, we, we, we can't stay in those moments. We gotta move on to what God is saying about our lives. Get closer to God and closer to the kingdom and you'll see the greatness within you. Now you can, you, now, now you're, you're, you don't feel like a, a, a misfit. Like you realize you're uniquely designed by God, fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. You're supposed to be different. Yes. You're supposed to do it a different way. Amen. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then you'll embrace that and build on it as opposed to keep changing at the first t- sign of things being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it's going to take faith to do this. Does that make sense? All right, stand on your feet. That's all for today. All right, we don't, we don't need to be here all day just to get what God has for us.